0: What's up, everybody? This is the moment that you've all been waiting for. It's the most requested video since I started YouTube. This is all anybody ever wanted to know about, is what is the difference between Marine Recon and Marine Raiders? Real quick, let's talk about my history. Before we do that, I need you to holster your keyboards, safe let them hang, and put those things away. This is real men talking about real shit. I know everybody's got an opinion on my hair and my beard and how I live my life, but I really didn't ask for it. Uh, You asked me for this, so here we go. So real quick, my history. I joined the Marine Corps in 2000. Got hurt in boot camp, spent five and a half months there. Ended up graduating company honor grad. Actually enlisted to be an infantryman. Thank God that didn't work out because I hurt my wrist, lost my boat space. Went and saw a master. Sergeant. sergeant. said, recruit, I'm gonna give you the best job in the Marine Corps. I said, aye, sir.
1: 4212, basic military journalism. You gotta be shitting me, Joker. You think you're Mickey Spillane? You think you're some kind of fucking writer? my high school newspaper, sir. Jesus H. Price. you're not a writer, you're a killer.
0: Thank you, sir. May I have another sir? And uh, he gave me administration. Uh, if you wanna hear about that story, go to the podcast, my website, I'll link it below. Fast forward, showed to my unit, realized that I did not fit in with that MOS and spent the next few years um, trained to be something else. Didn't know what I wanted to be. Got lucky and got an individual augment. Something basically as a corporal by myself. I went to Turkey and uh, was a part of Operation Northern Watch, was turned into Operation Enduring Freedom. Came back, ended up being a sergeant. Was staring down the barrel of a re-enlistment and I had no idea what I wanted to do. Met a guy named Sergeant Major McAvoy. Any recon Marine knows who that is. And he said, don't be a, can I say that? Don't be a pussy and go recon. Roger that Sergeant Major. Don't be a pussy. Um. Oh, (laughs) don't be a pussy, comma, go recon. So I did, I took a screening with a lot of you guys know I talk about Dan New, took my screening December of 03 and the rest is history. I went to second force reconnaissance, went from there to third recon battalion. Love that place, it's out in Okinawa. Came back to second force at that time it had become second marine special operations battalion. I went to selection, assessment selection, got selected and kept my spot on the team. And then my last half of my career I spent with Marine Special Operations Command as a Marine Raider. Just in case you're asking, why is this guy talking about recon and raiders? I was both. I hold the MOSs of O321 and O372. It was a great time. Best times of my life, worst times of my life. So let's talk about the history of Raiders, and let's talk about the history of recon. It's very intertwined, and this is the reason why that it kind of gets confusing. In World War II in 1942, the Marine Corps said, oh, we need this like special, small team special unit to be able to do amphibious raids and reconnaissance. They stood up two Raider battalions. It was the first special operations unit that the military had. Headquarters,
2: Marine Corps Base, San Diego, California, 15th of January, 1942. Subject, volunteers for a special battalion. A call has been issued by the commanding general for volunteers for a special battalion to be formed at once. Now this battalion will go into training for a particular combat duty overseas. Those men who can pass the severe requirements of this unit will be assured of immediate active service. The work involves close combat with the enemy. And only those men, who are prepared to kill or be killed, should apply. Those who are accepted will be highly trained, and will have every chance of survival. But it must be understood, the work is above and beyond the line of duty.
0: They did amazing work, they did a great job, there's a few Uh, Marine Raiders from World War II still alive, I've met some of them. It is an amazing experience to be able to engage with the World War II Raiders to now and to watch this kind of whole thing kind of come together. After World War II, after these Raiders did their job, the Marine Corps said, there's no special in the special, we're all special, so we're going to disband the Raider battalions. So they did. And then Korea kicks off and the Marine Corps goes, oh shit, you remember those Raiders? We need another unit like that. They stood up a recon company. It was called the Amphibious Reconnaissance Company to make landings in North Korea. And that gave birth to the reconnaissance community that kind of shifted and molded throughout the years from Korea to Vietnam. After Vietnam, it had a really solid foundation. They stood up a force reconnaissance unit and they had a division battalion level recon. Fast forward 1987, America founded SOCOM, Special Operations Command. They brought in all the different organizations of the military. They had their special group of from the Army, the Green Berets, the, the Navy, and then even the Air Force. They went to the Marine Corps and they said, hey, we want to invite you to this club. And the Commandant said, uh, no thanks, we're all special. All of my Marines are special operations and we don't wanna play in your uh, club. We're gonna make our own club. So they did and that's what gave birth to Marine expeditionary units, which we'll get to very soon. So SOCOM was established. And the force reconnaissance units kind of dabbled with SOCOM. We worked with SOCOM here and there, but we weren't technically a part of SOCOM. Thanks to Donald Rumsfeld, he requested that the Marine Corps did a test bed of a unit called Detachment One. In 2003, they took the best and the best of the Marine Corps and created a special operations unit called Attachment One led by Colonel Coates. who's an amazing Marine and the best of the best force recon units and support MOS's became part of that unit and they were extremely successful, did a very good job, and because that unit was successful gave birth to Marine Special Operations Command. Now at this time they they created Marine Special Operations Command known as MARSOC. Now how are they going to get the Marines to stand up that What is the best that the Marine Corps has to offer? Det one was a bunch of Force Recon Marines and other specialty MOSs. So what they did was we gutted the reconnaissance community. We took first Force Recon and second Force Recon and we made them first and second Marine Special Operations Battalion under MARSOC. There was also a unit being stood up called Foreign Military Training Unit and that unit became third Marine Special Operations Battalion. Now all of these units are known as first, second and third Marine Raider battalions. So as you see, it's kind of coming full circle. Now throughout that transition, we created a assessment and selection process, much like the other SOCOM selection processes and an individual training course. So you kind of see it started with Raiders, went with Recon, back to Raiders. Okay, so what is reconnaissance? Reconnaissance is, the, is a unit that has special operations capabilities to support the Marine Corps and more so support the MAGTAF. MAGTAF is the Marine Air Ground Task Force. So back in the 80s when they said, no, we're not gonna be a part of SOCOM, and they stood up the Marine Expeditionary Units. And that really was America's like reaction force all over the world. So you had a special missions unit that were capable of doing a lot of different things that could be anywhere in the world less than 24 hours. And, that, and today these Marines are still doing this. They are Americans action arm that can be anywhere like that. To be a raid force, to be search and rescue, to conduct humanitarian assistance. By definition, their role is reconnaissance forces are a valuable asset to the Marine Air Ground Task Force. When the METH commander is faced with uncertainty in the battlefield, reconnaissance provides timely intelligence to the command and control for the battle space, allowing the MACTAF to act and react to changes in the battlefield. While they are not a part of SOCOM, right they do a special operations mission they're trained and equipped to operate in small teams they're trained to jump in they're trained to dive in they're trained to drive in they're trained to hump in to conduct whatever mission is required of them or conduct reconnaissance surveillance to get that information back to the commander so that he can execute his infantry battalions or the entire MACTAF to conduct a raid or force or whatever mission is required at the time if you want to know what they do here it is
1: Leader with the Force Reconnaissance Platoon in the Maritime Rape Force for the 31st Mule. I came into the Marine Corps as infantry and reconnaissance was something that seemed more elite and it focused on uh, smaller unit leadership, uh, working with smaller teams. The recon battalions develop highly specialized skill sets. Specialized insertion extraction capabilities, the direct action and running platoon level reconnaissance and surveillance operations. We provide BDSS direct action and specialized free fall capability, as well as theater support, bilateral training, close quarters tactics. First advice I would give is do your best not to fail yourself or the people around you, the people who depend on you and understand that there's not much recognition with this job, other than the recognition of a job well done. It's gonna be a lot of hard work. There's gonna be failure involved in it. If you have the talent, and you have the capability, then you can be a force reconnaissance Marine, but it just takes drive.
0: Becoming a recon Marine, for me it was an interesting concept. And, and now that I'm older and I've done a lot of different things and I've both been in recon and MARSOC, it was, uh, I try to, I, I think about recon marines like Spartans training to become Spartans.
2: From the time he could stand, he was baptized in the fire of combat. <laughs> Taught never to retreat, never to surrender. Taught the death on the battlefield in service to Sparta was the greatest glory he could achieve in his life. At age seven, as is customary in Sparta, the boy was taken from his mother and plunged into a world of violence manufactured by 300 years of spartan warrior society to create the finest soldiers the world has ever known the agogi as it's called forces the boy to fight starves them forces them to steal and if necessary
0: to kill they really are like The reconnaissance Marines in my day were just absolutely savages. They are the cowboys of the Marine Corps. Big Marine Corps hates their guts because they are just, they don't conform to the picture perfect Marine. Now, don't get me wrong, they are very much a Marine and their morals and the way they fight, the way they believe, the way they train is more Marine than anybody I've ever seen. But they just don't conform to the picture perfect version of what you see in the commercials they're they've got longer hair they're bigger they're tattooed they cuss they fight they're just absolutely savages but you know what these individuals do whatever it takes to accomplish the mission and much like when the spartans were training to be spartans they would almost lie cheat, steal kill to get the job done so real quick follow me over here i'm going to break these things down for you so you've got recon here, okay? So the way this works is you have the Marine Corps. So I'm just gonna say Marine Corps R, CMC Marine Corps, and then you've got, you know, you've got divisions, and then you've got the MAGTAF, which is out on the boats. So each division, you've got, each division has a force reconnaissance company and a recon battalion underneath it. Okay, now these units go part of the MU, which is the Marine, Expeditionary unit. We ride on Navy ships. Okay? And on the MU, you have a MAGTAF, Marine Air Ground Task Force, which is made up of a bunch of different units to include a recon platoon. Typically, you'll have a battalion recon platoon conducting uh, reconnaissance surveillance, more of your green side, patrolling, long range reconnaissance stuff. And then you have a force recon, if I can spell. That will do your direct action, your raids and such, and also 25 miles difference um, behind enemy lines. Your force recon units will do your long range reconnaissance behind enemy lines if necessary. These units conduct these operations in support of the division, in support of the MAGTAF, overall in support of the Marine Corps who is doing it for America. They are America's action arm. So if you like this and you wanna be a part of this unit, the Marine Corps is giving you the shot to do this right out the gate. So either you can lat move into reconnaissance or you can enlist in the Marine Corps to have a contract to be recon. To do this, it's not you don't need much. You need a first class PFT, which is a 235. Now I will say, if you have a 235, you will not make it. You will get your shot in the bare minimum to have a 235. But once you go, if you do not have, I would say a 275 the 285 or above, you're not gonna stay there. I promise you that so first class pft a 105 gt score this is not your ASFab score this is a gt score this is a score underneath your main asfab it, it's your general technical score so make sure you're paying attention to that you need a water survival qualification of one you need to be eligible for a secret clearance at a minimum if you're already a marine you can't have any page 11 entries over the last 12 months if you're trying to lap move into reconnaissance so that's not So that's not a lot of requirements to be able to enlist and go recon. Now, I will say that the attrition rate is probably well over 50%. So the way it's gonna work is if you enlist to go recon, you're gonna enlist, you're gonna boot go to boot camp. Hopefully, you're a squad leader, a guide, and an honor grad, and then from there you're gonna go SOI, you're gonna do a condensed version of SOI, and then you're gonna to go to you're gonna to go to mark Marines awaiting recon training. That's basically the new rip. What I did was I went to a I went to Second Force Reconnaissance Company and I conducted a three-month recon indoctrination platoon. I would never want to do that. I probably wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy it was horrible and it was a lot worse than ARS which is amphibious kinds of school where I went they've since combined both ARS and BRC and now they're all at Camp Pendleton at basic reconnaissance course so you go and you show up to mark you pass that and then you're in BRC you make it through BRC you are now a reconnaissance marine congratulations you have made it and you are going to live a life full of adventure and excitement Be humble, enjoy it. It's a great brotherhood. I will say this before we move on that if I would have stayed in reconnaissance units, I probably would not have gotten out of the Marine Corps. I'll leave you with that. You know, I don't want you guys to take all this from me. So I want you to hear from these reconnaissance Marines on their advice and what they had to say to you. The thing that has driven me on all that time in the reconnaissance community is a mindset, you know, just having that tough mentality.
2: It's not going to end, it's just gonna keep on going. You can't take this, this job as, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, be tough enough to get through it. The way that I look at it is when you come to the reconnaissance community, you're not earning a title, you're just earning a title. So yes, you are a reconnaissance Marine and a title, however, it's it's more of a lifestyle and that's the way I kind of think about it because it's not given every single day you have to earn it every single day my advice again is have that that mentality that toughness mindset you know overall stay humble
3: probably the biggest
0: thing
1: is just don't quit it's all about heart all right find where your limits are push them push your limits every day mastery of the basic. I know all through boot camp and all that stuff you've heard things about slow is smooth,
0: smooth is fast. Well, if you live by that, then you will be good at
1: everything you do. Mastery of the basics. We've all heard the adage, work smarter, not harder. But think about this. If you work smart and hard, you probably got
0: twice as much of a chance of knocking it out of the park. Good luck to all you guys. Train
4: hard, play
0: hard, do your best, man. Just don't quit.
4: My tip for uh, becoming a good recon Marine or a recon Marine in general is just learn to laugh at misery, develop a sick sense of humor and never say the words I quit even when you want to.
3: <laughs> good luck.
0: Marine Raiders, probably one of the most exciting times of my life. As I said, the history, second force, first force became second and First Marine Raider Marine Special Operations Battalions. They're now called Marine Raider Battalions. We are now officially Marine Raiders. We have their own device. We have our own MOS. It was awesome to be on the ground floor of that and to see it come to fruition. And it's even more awesome to see men carry on the tradition and deploy all over the world for you, America. What is a Marine Raider? I hate I absolutely hate saying when people don't really know, so they go, Well, it's kind of like Navy SEALs, but it's the Marine version and the reason why we say that, or the reason why people say that is because let's go back to the whiteboard. So you remember in 1987 they stood up SOCOM okay so you have SOCOM and underneath SOCOM was all the different branches there's special operations branch that fell under them okay so you've got, uh, got got the SEALs, Naval Special Warfare You've got USASOC, which is the Green Berets, you've got SF. And then you've got AFSOC, which is the CCTs and PJs that fall under them. So we're just going to say AF. Okay? And then now, you have MARSOC. Oh, there we go. Okay, now, to fully understand this, operationally, right? Operationally, these units... Fall under SOCOM. This is their command. Unlike recon, these units fall under the division or the MU. Okay, so they support this. These units, Marsoc being raiders. So you've got seals. You have a green beret, and now you have raiders. So. Yes, these are Marines. These are Marines and they fall under the Marine Corps as in an organization. But operationally, this command answers to SOCOM operationally. Now it's kind of complicated because, you know, it's like having two stepdads, I guess. Or two dads, or two, you know, it's like having a, being in a divorce relationship. It's like, it's real awkward, you know, you have to answer this dad over here, but then this dad wants you to do something else. but. Money comes from here, and then a little money comes from here, and it's a, you know, it's it's a complicated relationship. But understand that Marine Raiders fall under SOCOM. They answer to SOCOM, and they answer to SOCOM's missions. What missions are those? Direct action, special reconnaissance, preparation of the environment, security force assistance, counterterrorism. Big one is foreign internal defense, and counterinsurgency. And these are really just core missions of special operations. Now my personal opinion is the environment that we fight in today and the environment that we're fighting in globally is really a special operations mission. Nothing really frustrates me more than watching a company of 19 year old kids get put on the front lines. Not that they don't do an amazing job but as either cannon fodder or just IED magnets. We are not fighting a military force anymore. We're fighting an insurgency. It's extremely complicated and it takes an unconventional operation to fight that type of fight. And I feel like these are the Marines and these are the units that are doing it. And these are the units that are doing it today while you're at the mall getting your peppermint latte. It's the reconnaissance Marines and the Marine Raiders that are pushing the fight to terrorism. Just to clear it up, you've got MARSOC. Underneath that, a lot of people have heard the term critical skills operator. That is the MOS 0372, that is what a Marine Raider is. Hope that makes sense. So you're a Marine critical skills operator, Marine Raider. I hope that makes sense. So you wanna become a Marine Raider. If you're not in the military, you've heard it before, start right here. Nope, start right here, Yellow Footprints. Okay, there is no direct access to go to MARSOC. You're not going to join and go be a Marine Raider. It's not going to happen. You got to do your time in the Marine Corps and pay the man, the man being the big green weenie. You got to get in there, get you some for at least three years, about three years. Once you've become, earn the title Marine, and you have done your time and you're ready to take that next step and go to selection, this is what you're gonna need to have. A GT score of 105, a minimum PFT of 235. Again, if you have a 235 and you're thinking about taking the screening, it ain't gonna happen. Sorry, brother. You need to up that to at least a 275 to 285 as well, because if you go, you're just gonna disappoint yourself and you're not going to make it. Only gets harder from the start. You'll have to pass the MARSOC swim assessment. Again, be eligible for a secret clearance, be willing to lat move to the MOS 0372, and re-enlist for a period of time. Once you've got all those requirements, you're gonna take a screening. Once you take the screening, you're gonna to go to ASPOC, which is basically a pre-assessment and selection. Once you go to assessment and selection, and you get selected, which again, Nutrition rate is probably well over 50%. I'll say 50, but I think it's well over 50%. You will then go to individual training course, which is ITC. That course is very long. You're gonna learn a lot of different things. That is where your foundation of becoming a Marine Raider really starts. And you learn all the different tasks associated with the missions that I said before. You wanna know what a Raider does? Check this out.
4: what you're serving your team. Your team is your lifeline. It's the most important thing to you downrange. There's nothing more important to you in a hairy situation than your teammates. There's no thanks in this line of work. Don't come here expecting someone to say, thank you so much for what you're doing. You'll get that from civilians walking on the side of the road just for being in the military. Here, you do the mission, you recon, and you go out again. No one will know what you're doing. No one will know where you are. No one will know what you're working in. They're not going to know the, the context of your job. You're going to be out there with your team. When you leave that country, come back home, that's it. The caliber of people I work with is the highest of the caliber. They've been through assessment selection. They've been deemed, but ultimately their moral caliber and their ability to handle themselves as a normal person from their day-to-day life is the highest caliber of people I've ever worked with. I would go anywhere and do anything with any one of these guys that I work with. is always a plus. The ability to precisely put around where you need to greatly enhances the survivability of the team and reduces collateral damage and increases mission success.
0: The piece of it being taught the rifle range, an average person's reaction time is a quarter of a second. So when a target presents itself, you have a quarter of a second to react to a change and act on it. So you start at the low ready, the target presents itself, you have a quarter of a second to get your sights on target and squeeze the trigger and making sure it's accurate and dead center. In a vehicle, getting out of a vehicle, taking cover, um, exchanging fire, that aspect, versus standing on line and just shooting okay, for targets all day. and working on basic marksmanship skills. Most of the guys here have done that, we're at that level, and, and we're looking for the next level of training, and, and that's absolutely what they're capturing for us here. We're shooting in civilian attire, where all we have is a concealed weapon, and we have to react, or we might be in a full kit. As our training, we are prepared to do anything that's part of us
1: and anything that might be interesting enough to accomplish.
0: Our adversaries overseas are are learning our ways so we're having to shift and adjust our training and do things differently. So every day is is learning. You, You can never walk around and
3: think that you have it all, know it all. The men to my left and right, they have a sense of drive, they have a sense of pride. There's just something about them that you'll never find anywhere else.
4: Somebody's thinking about MARSOC, what I would say to them is go for it. It never hurts to try. The only thing that's ever going to hurt is your pride, but just pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and do it again.
0: Don't take it all from me. You want to know what it's like to be a Raider hear from these guys.
4: Uh, fitness is gonna be probably your largest component of your preparation for assessment and selection. First thing you need to do is you need to look up and identify the standards of what you're gonna be held to. You need to develop and design a process and a training regime, which is going to successfully set you up for the rigors of assessment and selection. Marine rate of prep, that's all I need to say. Your mindset, comes from within you and within yourself. All right, no one's here to help you with that process. All right. There's no book on developing your mindset. Like sorry, that's just it's not gonna happen. Best thing you can do for your mindset is you can ask yourself why do you want to do this and why do you want to become a marine writer? Once you've identified that answer, every day you need to fine-tune and address that answer and develop redevelop that question to yourself. Alright if you ever get in a rut, you ever get stuck, go back to that statement of why the fuck you want to do it. Continued answer is that you it's it's X, Y, and Z, but it still leads you down the same end state, which is going to select of becoming a Marine Raider, then put your nose down, suck it up, and fucking continue on
3: your path. Uh, one of my favorite pet peeves, and one of the guys when I was in my leadership position was a uh, was a mindset. And what what I think is different is the I, everyone's heard this: the light switch. Be able to turn the light switch on and off. Okay, so we, we've been at war with Iraq and Afghanistan for how long, right? So those are a very easy mindset. We're going over there. We're about the guys. We group. We plan. We go and execute missions. And it's uh, it's pretty cut and dry. On the other side of that, now that that war is ending and things are becoming more political, statement departments involved, you got the executive branch involved, um, OGA's involved. So your words at this point have meaning. Okay? So what you were to be able to do and talk and the way you acted to get away with in a combat zone will get you completely kicked out of a country, especially if you're working under an MLE, you're working under a, uh, a chief of station for the CIA, or anyone, let's say, just about anybody in the uh, embassy that uh, doesn't like you, um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have you uh, persona non grotted and a uh, quick plane flight home. The, the term professional warrior, I think the Green Berets man got that one. Uh, everyone's kind of adopted their own little way, way of doing that, but it's absolutely true you have to be able to understand what your, your mission is what your mindset is and how you're going to accomplish that goal so Afghanistan yes we all know this it's easy okay but when you go into the realm of let's say uh, of an embassy where there's a very very sensitive relations and if one let's say foreign dignitary or diplomat um, does not like you or what you were doing or you're not handling yourself correctly it's a career ender, you're gonna go back home, your trust is lost, and uh, and stuff like that. So your education on where you're going, the people you're dealing with, and which what your agenda is, what you're trying to get across. At the end of the day, you work for the United States. But it doesn't mean you have to do this smoke and mirrors type stuff. You can be friends with somebody, and they know they're doing the same thing you are, but have the mentality of, yes, we're gonna be friends, we're working towards a common goal, but you have to be able to be that nice guy, you have to be that intellectual guy, you have to listen to what people are saying, you have to um, make, form better questions, be able to be sociable. Not everybody's good at it. Okay, some people are. Some people are big, gigantic hammers, and some people are scalpels. There, is, there is a finesse portion to it, but I, I would say at this point in time, I'm gonna say that's about 80% of our job is, is maintaining foreign relations, so we can keep this uh, keep this country together, so we're not, you know, fighting other wars that we don't need to be fighting or losing more brothers. A progressive approach to fitness, like what Nick's doing with UMC Prep, um, you're, you're getting it early. I wish I would've got something like that as early as I did, and learned how to live correctly, how to eat properly, and most importantly, out of all this thing, recovery. People don't take enough time to regenerate their body to build on onto the next one, and that's the only thing that's gonna give you your mental relief, and it's gonna be the only thing that's gonna carry to your 20 years and keep you in the community, and then be around the people that you really wanna be around. If you don't do that, it's gonna be a very, very swift and Hard exit out of the unit, which is uh, which is not good for anybody. Listen to the press program. Listen to what uh, if you're already in. If uh, and then uh, the OSMC prep program pay attention to the rest and recovery. Please, 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 okay? The days of limping out of the gym, throwing up in the trash can and walking out, those, those days are over, okay? They're, we got smart about it these days. Yeah, it didn't work out well for me. Got a lot of cost injuries and then had to leave. And it's, uh, it wasn't it wasn't a very easy road for me. Stay safe and uh, I'll see you brothers again.
0: The average Marine Raider away from home about 65 75% of the year. That's schools, Deployment training, deployment itself. I can put a lot of stress on the home front and challenge some of the strongest relationships out there. Maintaining stability in relationships is going to count on you communicating with your significant about it, reassuring them that you want them a part of your entire life, not just the life at home. And when you are at home, make it count. Don't waste the limited time you have with them. Hey guys, thanks for watching. Hope that cleared some things up. If you're looking to join the challenge, join the challenge, be the challenge jump into the challenge, whatever it may be. If you're gonna do this, go to www.raiderprep.com, the 12-week training program that Josh and I just released. It will get you ready for ASPOC and ANS. Check it out. If you are not there yet, go to www.usmcprep.com. That will help you get ready for boot camp. And here's the thing, you don't need it. You don't need that program, but if you wanna excel, if you wanna graduate bootcamp and then take selection, to go to recon or later on, then you need to be in that 275 to 285 range, if not 300 and on your CFT. Check those links out. I'll link them below. You guys know the deal. Never quit, never surrender, always forward. See you guys next time.